Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Do you struggle to stay consistent with learning Spanish each and every day and every week? Do you have times where you start studying, you make a little bit of progress, and then you stop again and again? Or have you ever got a streak going on one of those apps and then you abandon it because one day came around, you completely forgot, and then you saw that you broke your streak and you got completely demotivated to even start again? Well, if any of these are familiar to you, uh, this episode is for you. I'm going to give you the number one secret to getting yourself to follow through on achieving your Spanish fluency goal on a consistent basis. Así que vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, queridos oyentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 140. Welcome to episode 140 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. Now, before we get started with today's topic, and we're going to be talking all about how to stay consistent with your language learning. So if you've taken a few breaks here or there, um, I know holidays are coming up too. So if you're thinking that you might get a little bit off track uh, before the new year when a lot of people start to refocus, uh, this episode is definitely for you. Make sure you listen up to some tips that I've been using with my clients and also for my own language learning um, over, wow, the past almost decade now or more than a decade. <laughs> it's been a while um, since I've been um, learning Spanish and other languages as well. So I'll be sharing some things I've learned from my experience 
um, coaching other language learners as well as with my own language learning experience to really help you um, begin to stay consistent and forgive yourself for those little breaks. Uh, but before I get started, um, because it is the holiday season coming up and it is getting colder outside too, at least here in North America, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, um, you know, this is the time of year where people start to think about hibernation um, and it is getting a little bit cold here as well. And I'm definitely spending a little bit more time indoors than I was uh, in the summertime. Uh, and it's a great time to catch up on some shows, right? So if you're not already aware, season three of Narcos is actually out right now. It was just released on Netflix. And it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure, I know. It's not about the most positive or uplifting topic because <laughs> uh, it is about sort of the stereotypical uh, drug trafficking story uh, that we hear a little bit too often from Latin American uh, stories and movies and TV series. However, I think Narcos is very well done. Uh, it's in English with uh, some Spanish as well. So it's great for if you're uh, more of a beginner or if you just like good stories. Um, and actually, if you go back to episode 64 of the podcast, I actually did a breakdown of the theme song for Narcos Mexico, which is the uh, season three is, I believe, still continuing that story uh, through Mexico, also Colombia is involved, um, and of course the U.S., so it's a really interesting story. Uh, so definitely check out season three of Narcos if you're looking for something to binge watch. Also on HBO Max, uh, there is a new comedy special by Aida Rodriguez, uh, who is a comedian. Uh, you might be familiar with her if you watch the Netflix uh, special that Tiffany Haddish did probably about a year or so ago now where she actually featured her favorite comedians and Aida was one of those comedians. And I actually had the pleasure of being able to see the show live when she was taping the special uh, up in New York. So I'm very um, happy to have been there. It was definitely hilarious. She touches on so many things um, about Latin culture and uh, Latino culture, about um, just a little bit of everything. Uh, so hilarious uh, female in comedy. So definitely check her out to support on HBO Max. That's Aida Rodriguez. All right. So now with that, we can get into this episode. Now, I know that a lot of us who uh, pursue anything in life or pursue goals, um, whether it's something in our personal lives or careers or even language learning, that sometimes we can be a little bit type A, right? Maybe <laughs> we're a little hard on ourselves. Uh, some of us are a bit perfectionistic when it comes to uh, language learning. I'm actually going to be talking about uh, some of the stress around language learning uh, in an upcoming episode as well, because I think it's really important uh, to, to talk about and be able to figure out ways to manage that, uh, because we are, after all, humans uh, learning a language. Uh, but today I want to talk about those things that really uh, can help you are really that one secret that I found has helped almost everyone uh, that I've worked with and definitely our most successful members in our Spanish Clan Salsa community um, are using this secret consistently and it helps them stay on track and on target with reaching their Spanish fluency goals. Uh, now, back in episode 17, I talked about a concept called the four tendencies. Uh, and this is actually uh, was uh, from a, based on a book by Gretchen Rubin, where she talks about how we respond to expectations. 
Um, and these can be either internal expectations, which are our own goals and desires. These are things that we intend to do, like learning a language, um, and also external expectations. Um, and these are the things that other people in the outside world expect us to live up to. So whether it's from work or from family members, uh, you know, we have these expectations on our behavior uh, and things that we should do um, and really what we, how we should behave, right? What we should act, what kind of goals we should even shoot for. Now, I talked about that in episode 17. So if you're not familiar with that, definitely go back and listen to it because it'll give you a little bit of context as to why um, I've chosen this one particular secret as something that I definitely know will help you out. Now, there are four tendencies, like I mentioned. One of them is called the rebel, which, as the name suggests, rebellious. So this is someone who resists uh, any expectations that are internal or external. Uh, There is the upholder who's someone who's very, very good about uh, responding to expectations effectively, staying very consistent. This is a person who follows everything by the rules and probably even wrote the rule book themselves. So they respond very well to all types of expectations and definitely see it as their duty to live up to them. Uh, But then you have the questioner. Uh, And the questioner is a a person who does very well with their, uh, their internal expectations. So basically that's goals they may set for themselves. Uh, But the problem is uh, (laughs) they can get into this analysis paralysis, right? The questioner is always looking for a new way to do things. So this is the person who, um, if you're a questioner, you have probably looked into about 20 uh, different ways that you can learn a language the fastest and how can you get fluent in three months or how can you, uh, you know, have a conversation in 90 days or uh, what's the most efficient way to learn vocabulary. And um, you're probably someone who's tried out a lot of things and questions almost everything. So the questioner, again, if they come up with something, they're pretty good at sticking to it. But when it comes from the outside world, they're going to question it as the name questioner suggests. Um, And then lastly is the obliger. Uh, And sometimes this is incorrectly thought of as a people pleaser. But what the obliger really means is that this is someone who responds very well to external expectations, but not very well to internal expectations. So what does that look like? Uh, So let's say you decided that you had uh, a fitness goal and you were going to go to the gym three times a week, uh, but you just couldn't get yourself to do it, right? Uh, But you're a person, if you're an obliger, that if a friend was going with you or you signed up for a class or, or for a trainer to work with a trainer, you are much more likely to show up because you know someone's waiting for you. Or if you're an obliger uh, in family and relationships, it might look like you're the person who will drop everything when a friend calls you because they're in need or when a family member needs to move or someone just needs to talk. Uh, Even if you have something to do um, that you've already planned and it's, it's a priority for you, that you will drop everything to help out that friend or family member. So these are some of the things that can happen with the obliger. And the reason why I picked the particular secret we're going to talk about in this episode is because most people who have taken uh, this four tendencies quiz, and again, you can go back to episode 17. It's also on our website, LearnSpanishQuanSalsa.com. If you just search for the four tendencies, you can take that quiz to find out which one you are. But most people overwhelmingly who have taken this quiz are obligers. And because of that, this secret works very, very well for most people. And in fact, even if you have one of the other tendencies, it also can work for you too, but it happens to just work very, very well for obligers. And the reason for this is because obligers are much more likely to follow through 
when there are external expectations, meaning someone else is expecting something of you and it's not just you on your own. So if you're an obliger, the secret that I'm about to share will work for you the best because, but everyone benefits from this across the board. So this is a way for you to make sure that you follow through even when you don't feel like learning another thing about Spanish. So maybe you've lost your motivation. You just got super busy and you feel like, you know what? I've been at this for a while. I don't think I'm ever going to get fluent. I've really been trying. I've tried all these different things. Uh, but the question is, how long have you stuck to any of them, right? Have you tracked your learning? And the thing about it is a lot of us do get busy in day-to-day life and that's perfectly okay. Life happens. We are all humans, like I said, who just happen to be uh, pursuing this goal of Spanish fluency. However, if you find that you've lost motivation, that you've been too busy, but you know that deep down inside you still have this goal that you can see yourself uh, moving to a Spanish-speaking country, talking to your friends fluently, um, traveling abroad, Uh, having fun, talking to the locals. If you really are still somewhere deep down inside, know that this is a goal that you want to achieve, then this secret will definitely help you. And even when you get busy again in life or you lose motivation in the future. And that is teaming up with an accountability partner. Now, what is an accountability partner? Because a lot of people kind of use this term in different ways and in different settings. Uh, but for me, this is someone who is also actively pursuing the same goal as you. So this is another person who is learning Spanish uh, right along with you and has a goal that they are actively pursuing. Uh, and that's important. So this isn't going to be someone that you meet and says, oh, yeah, I, I downloaded an app like three years ago and I kind of played around with it. And, I, you know, I'm kind of interested in Spanish. That's not going to be your accountability partner. Uh, it's also not going to be the friend that you have who's already bilingual or, or who is a native Spanish speaker because uh, they're not actively learning Spanish. They already know the language. So they're not going to be the best accountability partner for you. So you're looking for someone who is also actively pursuing a similar goal as it relates to Spanish fluency. They also have to be someone who is committed to their own language learning goals because otherwise they're less likely to find the value in having an accountability partner for themselves, which means they probably are not going to show up for you consistently. Okay, so you want to really think about how can you find someone who is already learning Spanish, who is interested in reaching their goals as well. Um, and maybe, you know, this is someone who has a vacation planned and they already have a date on the calendar. Maybe both of you are planning to go uh, abroad for a trip next year. And you're thinking, okay, well, we have some time left in 2021. We want to be ready for the trip. Uh, let's uh, let's be accountability partners, right? So there's different ways that you can find an accountability partner. Uh, in our community on Spanish Guan Salsa, our members have been uh, very successful with finding different people uh, to meet with, to chat with, to share wins, uh, to share struggles, to help each other out and to stay motivated. So we definitely offer that within our Spanish Guan Salsa community. Uh, very committed language learners who also love music, who also love culture, who also love travel. Uh, and we will be opening up membership again uh, 
probably in early 2022. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Uh, go to learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 140 for this episode um, and sign up so that you can get notified uh, when we open up our membership again. Uh, but until that point, um, I'll also include a link in the show notes page uh, to some different resources you can use to find other uh, Spanish language learners, because I think it is very valuable to find someone else who is on this journey with you. So you can think about some of the people you follow on social media. Maybe there's people that comment quite a bit and ask questions uh, to the same people that you follow. Maybe this is someone you can comment and say, hey, I'm looking for a study partner or an accountability partner. Uh, would you be interested? Um, so if you're not already in a community, um, you can do that. You can also look uh, in a Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group. Uh, if you go to learnspanishconsalsa.com slash Facebook, uh, that's a perfect place to put in a post and say, hey, I'm looking for an accountability partner. Is anyone interested? And hopefully they've also listened to this episode so they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, so you're welcome to hop into our free Facebook community uh, to look for accountability partner at learnspanishconsalsa.com slash Facebook. Um, or if you're a part of other Facebook groups with language learners or WhatsApp groups, um, there's so many ways you can reach out and just say, hey, look, I'm looking for someone that's also learning Spanish, is actively pursuing a goal, uh, and would like to be my accountability partner. Uh, so again, this is not a friend that you have that is already fluent in Spanish. This is not someone who's learning a different language necessarily, although if you can't find another Spanish language learner, that might be your second best bet, um, especially if they're learning a language that's similar to Spanish, maybe like Portuguese or Italian, even French, because there are some similarities there with the grammar. Uh, but ideally look for another Spanish language learner to be your accountability partner. Now, once you find someone that agrees to this, well, what do you do, right? <laughs> what do you do with an accountability partner? Well, one of the most basic things you can do is check in with each other on a regular basis. Uh, so you'll decide what this cadence would look like for you. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's once every other week. Um, I definitely wouldn't suggest less than once a month. Uh, because at that point, things get to be a little bit, um, you, you get to lose momentum, right? Like if you're, if you're meeting less frequently than once a month, um, it's, there's too much time that's passing in between your check-ins uh, and it can be a little bit less effective that way. So I recommend at bare minimum once per month, ideally once a week if you can. Um, if there's someone that wants to chat more often than that, that's great. Uh, but a check-in is something that's really basic. It's a simple uh, process that we do also within our community in the Spanish Consalsa Fluency Club. Uh, but it's also very powerful, even though it's simple. Um, and the check-in looks like this. You know, you kind of chat, you know, you talk about um, how, how you're doing, how's your day going, how's your week going, or whatever it is. Um, so it's a little bit informal. And when you first start out, especially if it's a new accountability partner, this will be a time where you can do things uh, to get to know each other, to have some conversation. Uh, this couldn't be in English. This part, this part can be done in English if you'd like. Um, and then you move on to talking about what are your wins. So since the last time you all checked in or the last time you met, you know, maybe it's for the week, for example, you can say, hey, what were your wins this week? Uh, and this is important because it gives you and your accountability partner time to reflect on the things that went right 
You know, I think too often as language learners, we get so bogged down by all the things we still have yet to learn that we don't pat ourselves in the back or congratulate ourselves for the little wins that we do have. Like, oh, I just figured out the difference between a when to use these two verbs or, you know, I got through a conversation without making the same mistake or I learned how to pronounce a word that I was pronouncing wrong for, you know, the past three months. Um, Whatever it is, we really need to take that time to reflect on those wins because it really does help motivate us to move forward and keep going. So, you know, the second thing you'll do in your check-in after you have like a brief intro, uh, sort of checking up on on where you are, uh, then you're going to go into celebrating wins and you'll each share at least one win. Uh, Usually we do like one to three, uh, but it's good to try to time box this as well so that you don't sort of get off track. Uh, But this is really powerful exercise to do because it gives you time to reflect and you also get to celebrate and be a cheerleader for your accountability partner as they share their wins as well. Um, And through those wins, you may actually learn something, right? So if they learned something that was really tricky, you might go, oh, tell me more about that. I didn't even know about that particular uh, verb that you even mentioned. That's a new verb to me. So you can actually learn through this process as well. Uh, but it's mainly to stay motivated and to take time to reflect and celebrate. Um, and then in your uh, check-in, you, you can talk about the things that didn't go well. Right. It could be, you know, I just I, I plan to study, you know, three times this week and I miss my session on Monday because, you know, someone called me and I had to go do this thing. And then I had to do this thing for, uh, you know, a family member and I got off track. So, you know, I'm a little bit frustrated because I feel like I'm behind. Right. Um, and get that out. Right. Just just say it, you know, and I think a lot of times just having the time and space to be able to voice that again will get you past that momentary disappointment in yourself or feeling like you're falling behind or you're not on track. Um, and I will tell you a little bit secret. I think there's no such thing as falling behind. Uh, I say this all the time to our members and our Spanish Salsa community that there is no falling behind. Yes, I, I know that we would all like for perfection to exist, but it remains um, to not be a thing. Okay. There is no such thing as perfection. So yes, uh, things will happen. Uh, we will not always plan our days and our weeks perfectly. We will miss things. We will forget things. We will, you know, have times when we make progress and we will have times when we are, uh, feel like we may be going backwards, but as long as you're still in that process, as long as you are still moving forward, uh, then you are still, you know, on that journey to fluency and you will get there. Uh, but it's, it is good to acknowledge those things, you know, just to say, look, you know, I wanted to do more this week. I didn't get to do it. Uh, and then the, the last thing you'll do in your check-in is talk about your plans for the upcoming week or, or the next, the next month, depending on how often you're meeting. So, uh, using your wins and the things that you you didn't quite get to do, uh, that will inform your plan going forward. And this is the most powerful way to end out a check-in with your accountability partner. Okay, so what are you going to do next, right? What's your next step? Let's map it out. Talk about what you plan to do um, for the next week or a few weeks. And, you know, stay, say it out loud. Write it down. Um, those things are powerful. There's power in the spoken word. And there's also power in writing um, and writing things out. I know for me, when I write things out in a list, sometimes it makes it real for me. And even if I don't have an exact plan of how I'm going to do it, um, when I go back like a week later, I'll, when I check my list, I'll find that I've done everything on the list. You know, even if I didn't sit down and go, okay, I'm at 12 p.m. on Tuesday, I'm going to do this thing. And it, it just happens because I wrote it down. 
Um, and there's something about writing it that makes it real for you. And there's also something about saying it out loud to another person that can be very powerful. So uh, planning your upcoming week, stating your intentions is a great way to end out your check-in. Uh, so that's a great thing you can, you can do uh, to start with your accountability partner. You know, so again, you'll do that check-in. You'll start out with a brief intro. You'll share your wins for the week or since you, you let this or since you met last. <laughs> um, you'll also talk about uh, some things that didn't go as well as you planned and your plans uh, for the next week or a few weeks. Okay, so that's the first thing you can do is a regular check-in. Uh, the next thing you can do is a co-study session. Um, and I really like this idea and I've heard it called body double before, which sounds really weird to me. <laughs> Almost sounds like a sci-fi movie or like you have another version of you walking around. Uh, but basically what co-studying is, it's like, you know, maybe you hop on um, a Google Meet or a Zoom chat or, 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 you know, I guess a phone call. I guess people still use phones for that these days. Um, uh, but you just kind of hop on a call and um, you might not actually be studying the same thing, but you're just kind of, you know, studying together. Think about it like study hall, like in college where you kind of go into the library and there's all these people who are there and they're all working on different things for different classes, but they're all studying sort of in the same area. Um, especially for obligers um, or, or for most of us really, it really helps to have this time set aside because we can say, okay, um, I'm gonna make progress this week because I know at lunchtime on Wednesday, I'm gonna meet with my accountability partner. We're gonna do co-study. That will be my time to sit down and go through some of the things I plan to do this week. Um, and you guys are doing it together, so it's kind of like you're sitting there um, and you're study buddies, right? And you're both kind of going through. So that does uh, tend to help people stay on track. Um, so, you know, you kind of get there on the Zoom chat. You may put it on mute um, and just check in every few minutes. You can use the Pomodoro method and set a timer for both of you uh, and, and just say, okay, this is what I'm gonna work on for this next 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Um, your accountability partner will state what they're working on and then you guys just kind of work on it together um, and then you know you end out the session and go on about your day so that's a great way to keep yourself accountable as well doing a co-study session uh, with your accountability partner um, and the last thing that you can do and you know again I think a lot of us get hung up on when we're learning a language we think that we have to always talk to native speakers but you can also do conversation practice with your accountability partner so even though this person is a language learner, you know, maybe um, even during your check-ins, you do your, your intro or your beginning of your check-in, you do it in Spanish, right? So you'll get some opportunity to practice. Hopefully the two of you won't feel as self-conscious about it because, you know, if you're both learning, hopefully you'll both be making some mistakes, right? Um, and you can set ground rules for how that goes. Maybe you say, look, don't correct me. I just want to practice. Or you say, listen, uh, if you notice anything I say that's wrong, can you help me out and correct me at the end when I finish speaking? Um, or, you, you know, again, you guys don't have to do that. You can just keep it as a, as a free-flowing session where you're just trying to speak Spanish for a few minutes. Maybe it's just the first five minutes of your check-in. Maybe you, you schedule a 15-minute conversation practice that you do another time. Uh, but it's just a time to just practice the language without the stress of being in a formal lesson. So those are three things you can do with an accountability partner. And trust me, if you don't have someone that you're on this journey with already, uh, learning Spanish alone can be can be very lonely, right? Um, it's so hard for us to stay committed to our goals, uh, whatever goals we set for ourselves, that the more reminders we have and the more social pressure we have to meet our goals, which is what an accountability partner provides, um, the more likely we are to follow through, 
Uh, Because someone else is counting on us. We have someone else who's reminding us to make time for ourselves and the things we set out to do. And we're also helping them in that process. So I have found uh, for myself and also, um, like I said, in our our community, in our Spanish Guanzalsa community, the members who are the most successful and make progress the fastest, hands down, are our members who get together on their own. They have small groups. Uh, sometimes with accountability groups of maybe three people or so, or sometimes it's just a, a partner and it's two people. Um, but they meet on a regular basis. They they laugh together. They tell stories. They share things that mistakes that they made. They share their wins and things they learned. Um, and it just makes learning a much more enjoyable experience when you're not doing it alone. So I definitely recommend if you do not have an accountability partner and you want to stay consistent and actually reach your goal of Spanish fluency, that you reach out now. Um, after you listen to this podcast, I want you to go out uh, on social media or, or to some of your, your network of people that you already know who may be learning Spanish to see if someone would be willing uh, to be your accountability partner because it really is a powerful way to help you stay focused, stay motivated, and it is the number one key to consistency that will help you reach Spanish fluency. And as you know, with language learning, it's all about consistency. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. As always, I hope something that you heard has helped you go at least un pasito más cerca, one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.